What up, Sea of Red? You're listening to Into the Flames, a Calgary Flames fan podcast. Your home for all things Flames and updates around the NHL. With your hosts, Raja Burry and Noah Eppleston. Into the Flames, new episodes every Sunday. So, so the contracts. Manju Manjapani, 5.8. By three, Oliver Chillington, yeah. 2.5 by two. What are your initial thoughts on that? I really like, obviously, the money on both of them. The money is exactly, in my head, where it should be. Um, even Chillington, like, I think, based off his play last year and his advanced analytics, I think he could have got a little more this offseason. Mm-hmm. But it's the term again, right? Like, it's just... <laughs> It's setting ourselves up for stars to leave, and that is the problem. I'm very happy for Oliver Shillington, and I feel like in terms of expectation, the closest comparable that he could have had was would probably be Adam Boquist in Columbus. He re-upped for three years at 2.6, right? Yeah. And yeah. Him and Shillington basically had identical point-per-game rates. Shillington's was... 0.424 like they're almost identical so that was like my main sort of contract comparable it was broken down on over on the win column also but like it just sort of made sense that he would fall into that area i was kind of hoping that we'd buy a ufa year or two off of shillington i don't know why we only went rfa Mm -hmm. like we bought the final two years of his rfa status and that's it right like he becomes an unrestricted free agent in 2024. And there's if you, if you guys thought this off season was bad with, you know, the contract structure, it's like Brad better get started on the, those 2024 deals like next summer, dude. Like he, yeah, better like, have, like literally though, like I'm expecting Lindholm Hannafin, right. At yeah. least to be done next yeah. summer. You can't yeah. wait. No, because um, if you wait, you're going to get yourself right back to where we were. Um, yeah, like very happy that Brad actually stepped up and re-signed some players this year because we did have a great hockey team. Um, but once again, like it's just the term for me that I wanted to see Mange on at least a six-year deal coming back. Yeah, yeah. None of these bridge deals anymore. Like I, the I was hoping that we would we would have gone the Rasmus Anderson and Elias Lindholm routes with. Yeah. Chillington and Mange, like you get more value out of locking up your guy long-term at a safe number than rather than just, you know, going for short-term cap game. I'm very glad that neither of them went to arbitration, by the way. I just want to yeah. put that out there. Yeah. Um, that would have been hell, I think, for both, especially those two players in particular. Like, yeah. Manjapani finally had all the leverage this time, right? He wasn't getting bullied by the executive staff this time around. I think he's pretty happy with what he got. Um, yeah, I th- well, I would think so, right? Like, yeah, close to six mil. I think that is more than a fair price for Manjapani. A lot of people have been saying it's an overpay. Um, personally, I don't think so. Uh, he is going to put up even more goals this year. And I hope that he can find a little bit more playmaking, especially if he's playing on that second line and not on the first line with Huberto and Lindholm. But I don't know. We'll see. All I know is that he's going to have a lot more points this year than he did last year. If Manjapani takes that step and 
fills what Kachuk left, what a bargain that is for three years. I yes. would have genuinely wished that, like you said, that we would have went long-term. One of Brad Living's like strong suits used to be how he would deal with his RFAs. Like you look at Hannafin Lindholm, this was just in 2018, like those nice, 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 sweetheart six-year deals, right? Yeah. yeah. Even Rasmus Anderson, like 2019, that was signed. Like what happened to that? You were going off, bro. If you had like a GM highlight reel, those are <laughs> signings would be Bradshaw Living's. Yeah. Like, yeah geez, sure. That was one of his strong suits. And I don't know why now it's, the priority is always short-term cap gain. And then just like you look at cap friendly right now, the only guy on our team under the age of 30 who is signed long-term or at least locked up for more than five years is Rasmus Anderson. It's literally Rasmus Anderson in 2026. And then Blake Coleman is locked up till 2027. That's it. Wow. As we stand, obviously I have hope that we're going to be sitting here talking about Huberto and Uyghur extensions, you know, fingers crossed. Please uh, God. (laughs) I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'll do with myself. I know. I know. You know what I mean? Like, I hate yeah. the end result that it's coinciding in 2024 with literally the entire roster. But I like the value that it brings, that you have a guy who can slide into your top four. Right? Like, it's a, it's a guy playing in your top four that's making two and a half. Yeah. Like that, that is a great value deal. Exactly. And once again, the term just sets us up for failure later. Do you think it has something to do with the players' camps and, like, not knowing which direction this team could end up going? You know what I mean? Like, with your two big superstars just leaving, do you think that Manjapani and Shillington didn't want to stick around here long-term because they don't know what the next five to six years is going to hold here in Calgary? I feel like that's more so Manjapani's way of thinking. Yeah. Um, Just because I feel like... Like he's been he's been played around twice already, right? And now the yeah. this third time he finally had the leverage and he got, you know, pretty solid little chunk of change. Um, yeah, I'd say it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Like it's the inflation rate's so bad that bread costs five point eight million dollars, huh? We heard from Manjapani's agent, I think like a few weeks prior to free agency, he was saying how he'd be open to you know, signing long-term. Obviously, I wonder if the ripple effect of what happened with Gaudreau and Kachuk caused like an, okay, I'll be here for three years. We'll see what happens, see what we can do. Right. My thing is, is I will be totally, I I don't want to say like, okay with it, but I'd be more forgiving of it if Huberto signs a max term deal. So at least then there's a set direction. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. You know you have Huberto locked up. So then you're like, okay, you know what? Suddenly Manjapani at three years, I'm not killing myself over. Yeah. Like because our roster right now, like it is pretty good, but there is nothing guaranteed coming out of it past this year. Like literally just this year. Like, like, okay, let's look at this. So right now we've got 1.261 in projected cap space. So you got Huberto, right? UFA next summer. Manjapani, UFA in 2025. Not bad. Backland, UFA in 2024. 
Lucic, UFA next summer. Coleman's locked up till 2027. Then you've got Lindholm and Toffoli. Both expire 2024, unrestricted free agents. Dylan Dubé, RFA, with arbitration rights in 2024. Kevin Rooney would be up. Jacob Peltier is an RFA. And you've got Lewis, Clark Bishop. Both guys are UFAs out next summer. Ben Jones, RFA next summer. On defense, you've got Hannafin, unrestricted free agent in 2024. Rasmus Anderson is the only guy locked up under the age of 30 until 2026. You know, Tanev, unrestricted free agent 2024. Zadorov, unrestricted free agent 2024. Uyghur next summer. Shillington, 2024, UFA. Valimaki is an RFA next summer. I highly doubt that he even goes to camp as a flame. We'll get into that later. Like right now, I kind of look at this and I'm like, the safest jersey buy you could get for the next reverse retro is a Blake Coleman. It really, it really like, is. It really is. Well, what's well, or Marky? I think Marky could be a safe bet too. He's sure. still got what four years here, so like 2026. 20, yeah, I believe he's up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, I'm buying a Blake Coleman reverse retro. It's happening. <laughs> like I just like it's happening. I like pickles enough to buy a jersey. So like, I'll do yeah. it. I'll yeah. Do it. Um, but like you, you see what I mean, like yeah, no, I do, and it's kind of I don't. All I need is the Huberto extension right now, just yeah. so I can mentally be okay. With yeah, this because telling me, even in the season, like you remember when Manjapani's camp, uh, his agent came out and said that like his advice that he would give to Manjapani would be like take a one year deal and get to UFA. Mm-hmm. So like that's what's like making me think like does he not like want to be here because he doesn't know what the future holds in Calgary. I feel like a lot of it too might also be just dollar valuation. Like you look at Jesper Bratt, New Jersey, they undervalue the guy so hard. Like he came to terms on a one year 5.45, which yeah. is like criminal for what Bratt brings the devils. Right. And like yeah. I managed to just score 35 goals with Michael Backlund as a center. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, what are you talking about? This guy's not right. worth the contract. Like, does, does that have something to do with him being like that six or six or seventh round pick though? Like, you know, but like at that point, does it even matter? Like <laughs> maybe to the management it does. I don't, it's just, it's weird to me, man. I don't, I don't, it doesn't make sense. I, I really wanted them just to go the long-term route at a safe number. We yeah. revisit this in six years, both with Manjapani and Shillington. And you say, okay, here we go. Like, I, like, you just, I'm not saying Andrew Manjapani's Tom Brady. Tom Brady was drafted 199th overall for crying out loud. Was yeah. he looked down on by the New England Patriots? Like, oh, no, you didn't win us that many Super Bowls. You suck. No. You know what not I mean? Yeah. It's just, I don't, it doesn't make sense. And I have a feeling, obviously, a lot of it has to do with internal uncertainty. I think Shillington taking a two-year deal, uh, I feel like Lindholm's his best buddy on the team, right? Externally looking at it. Oh, my buddy Lindy's here for two years guaranteed, so I'll stay for another two guaranteed. Yeah. At, I that, mean, at that price point, I mean, it makes sense. It's a, it's a solid bridge deal. It's just like the overlooking, you know, foresight. Yeah, 2024 that has me scratching my head a bit but like i think of myself two four years ago 
mm-hmm. and like all these deals are getting signed. I'm not thinking about the foresight. Like yeah. this last off season has just completely like rerouted my mind to like what we should be looking at and the way things should be going. Mm-hmm. Um, and foresight is a big part of it. And once again, Brad has signed them to short-term bridge deals that are just going to try and get us over the hump again. You look at our decor right now, not a single guy is making over $5 million heading into next season. That alone, that alone, looking at it in an isolated sense, that's an excellent piece of work. It, it's amazing. Yeah. Like Hannafin Anderson, right? 4.95, 4.55 respectively. Uyghur Tanev, 3.25 and 4.5 respectively. Now Shillington and Zadorov, 2.5 and 3.75 respectively. And then you have... <laughs> multiple guys on one-way deals which we're gonna get into but i don't know like i just i think shillington no matter where you put him next year he'll likely probably end up being with zadorov next year on that third pair yeah um and honestly i feel like people underrate zadorov's defensive game so hard and shillington needs a guy who's reliable defensively you have that either with Zadorov or Tanev. I said what I said. You can come at me. It's a fact. It's just a fact. Yeah. Yep. You so, and me have been, yeah, big Zadorov guys. I think he would fit in fine with Zadorov. I don't think there would be a problem there at all. I just want that Huberto extension done just so I could sit there and be like, okay, we have a cohesive plan here. We have um, some, yeah, some direction to go in. Like, I don't hate the contracts. I don't love them because of the right. terms. Manjapani is a stud. Shillington is just, I love Shillington, dude. Me too. Shillington was one of my favorite. Just that transition game that he brings. Now we've got him and Uyghur doing that shit. Oh, hell yeah. And he was, like, he was part of that goal that was like the Flames' best goal all year. That one in Dallas. That -hmm. goal was unbelievable, dude. It was unbelievable. I'm just glad that we didn't have to go through arbitration with either of them because, like, that would have been a shouting match that no side would have won. Right. Um, exactly. would have lost that, they would have lost that. It's just yeah. – Arbitration is the last possible outcome that you would want to be dealing with. Arbitration is no fun whatsoever. It's weird. Like, I, I always sort of projected Manjapani to be within, like, the five to six range in terms of money. But with the five and six range in terms of term, you know, yeah, so we're getting yeah. five point eight by three. Just looking at Puckpedia here, I'm just gonna quickly talk about the con- contract breakdown. Year one, his salary is four point eight mil, a one million dollars signing bonus. Year two, five point eight in salary. Year three, five point eight in salary. So essentially, we're buying two UFA years. Yeah, man. I mean, I just don't want us to keep underrating Manjapani, bro. I don't think that it's realistic to overrate this guy. Seriously. No. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I would have loved to see him on like a six by six. Like, like you said, I think that would have been like the perfect contract for me. If, uh, mm-hmm. if I was behind. Yeah. Sitting in the GM chair, but I'm not. Can you imagine? So funny got two. Oh Dude, my god! At that point, like the tone of this video would have been a lot different. If oh yeah, like oh, thanks oh, for yeah. shifting man to twenty twenty five. I thank you. <laughs> you know. uh, just yeah, yeah. Dude, like, I I look at next summer 
Do you think Backlund comes back? Probably not. That's Probably not. Right? You look at Tyler Toffoli. Does he come back? I think I – think, mm, I don't know about Toffoli. I feel like it depends on whether or not it's, Matthew Coronado is, like, ready to go. It depends on this year, I think, for sure. Yeah. That one, see, that one's hard to call still. Lindholm, dear God, bring him back. I don't even think games there. Don't even think no. about it. Kevin Rooney probably won't be re-signing in 2024. <laughs> um, Noah Hannafin, bring him back, please. Tanev, I genuinely wonder where he'll be at because he'll be 34. I feel like they'd bring back Tanev on like a cheaper deal. Let's be honest. They, they might, yeah. We're, we're going to give him the geo treatment until he's like, until he's like <laughs> from arthritis. Like, just like give him a six-year deal. Just like straight up. <laughs> um, Zadorov, I... That's that one's hard to call. Shillington's also hard to call because yeah. it really depends on how much Shillington grows over these next two years. Yeah, who knows? Like, who still knows what he could turn out to be? Right? I don't know, man. There's there's still so much up in the air for the future of the Calgary Flames. There is like past. We next- were hoping that we were gonna see a direction by the end of this off season, but we still haven't seen one yet. If you give me Huberto and Uyghur extensions right now, that's your direction. I will slot in at that point. Until then, I'm freaking out. Speaking of which, before we get to Valimaki, Huberto, he went out on a dinner date with Brad a few days ago. He did. Yes. I really hope that that dinner ended with a contract offer. I really hope they didn't go to Boston Pizza. (laughs) Can you imagine? Hi, we'll have uh, we'll have one large uh, one large Hawaiian. You like Hawaiian, right? That's like the deciding factor on whether like him liking Hawaiian pizza, like pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Uh, you you're thinking about it too long. No, no extension for you. No, no, no contracts. No contracts. <laughs> like, like Bradshaw Living has been very vocal about loving Hawaiian pizza. It's actually funny. Like he goes on yeah. podcasts and talks about how much he adores it. I'm like, that's interesting. Like I wouldn't go on podcasts and talk about my favorite pizza if I was an NHL executive. But okay, no, um, but, yeah, yeah, but like I, I don't know, man. Like it's just, it's very short term thinking still. So we, I think the big thing here is how long is Huberto staying here? The second you know your answer with Huberto, then the rest of the dominoes start to make a little bit more sense. Exactly. Because yeah. then you say, okay, Huberto's staying, Lindholm's locked up, Hannafin's locked up. Okay, get those done. Backlund goes, probably replace him internally, maybe. Yes. Or you just get another free agent, which we love doing. <laughs> and, I mean, we're with Lucic and Monaghan coming off the books next summer. That's 11.625. The UFA board in 2023 is nuts. You it is genuinely bring someone in of like serious caliber. If you can refrain yourself from your James Neal's <laughs> signing, just a lot of unanswered questions. I think like in the short term, we have a great team and by short term. I mean, heading into next season. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Another thing. Honorable mentions to Matthew Phillips and to Martin Pospisil, both also re-upped this past week. Pospisil's yesterday, 750. Yeah. I can't believe Phillips is still here. That blows my mind. You know what confuses me about Matthew Phillips? He filed for arbitration 
and then came to terms on a one-year 750. What? It happens like every year. Like his minor salary is 140K. So it's a lot more than 70. Look <laughs> forward, bro. And I can't wait to watch him with the Wranglers. Oh, yeah. And by the way, since we last recorded, we're the Calgary Wranglers now in the AHL. How do you feel about that name? I, I love it. I think it's awesome. I, I can't wait to actually go and watch them too. Like, I think it's going to be so cool to be able to see like all the prospects that we have in our system, watch them work their way up towards making the big club. I think it's, I think it's going to be really cool to have them here in Calgary. I love the logo. Let's talk about the log jam at D before we wrap this episode up. So <clears throat> after the top six, right. On the depth chart. You've got Nicholas Maloche at 950. Yep. Connor Mackey, 912.5, one way. Valamaki, 1.55 mil. Dennis Gilbert, 762.5, one way. That's four guys on one way contracts that are not waivers exempt, meaning if you send them down, you're getting nothing back for them if the team files in a claim. The Flames are more than likely also going to bring back Michael Stone. So, like it just it's that is true. that's your yearly yeah. on the dot signing, right? It's yeah. tradition. At this point, like you're gonna break my heart if he doesn't come back. There's no way that the flames go into camp with Valamaki on their books, right? It just doesn't make sense for us or him. It doesn't. It 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 feels like it's time for Valamaki and this organization to move on, like for both of them. Um, it hasn't worked out here whatsoever. I think a fresh start for Valamaki would be what is definitely needed because he was supposed to be like a pretty highly touted prospect. Like he was. And like, don't forget 18, 19, that first year he played, he was awesome. Yeah. He was great. And then that injury summer 2019 absolutely derailed just everything, man. I I like, I can't imagine him going into camp being on our team i think a trade is going to be uh, if it's not already in the works which hello ring-a-ding-ding you've got 10 guys on one-way contracts <laughs> um like <laughs> you, you need something there right yeah um right now we basically have no cap space so if we wanted to add anything we're gonna have to move out i don't know you're gonna have to do something there because i don't know why we signed all these d-men to one-way contracts this- free agency but like it's just it's weird to me like let's say michael stone comes back right that means let's say you're keeping valamaki mackie up here you're not risking sending them down you literally like what you have that's that's nine defensemen yeah just chilling like oh like oh where where are my reps at daryl i mean dad i mean d sucks i mean coach like what? It just it, I don't, it, it doesn't make sense. It's an absolute logjam. Something's got to get figured out there. But yeah, so Andrew Manjapani is re-upped and Oliver Shillington's re-upped. Bridge deal galore, baby. Bridge deal galore. Oh, <sighs> it wouldn't be flame hockey any other way, Harasha. It wouldn't be flame hockey <laughs> any other way. Take me back to 2018 when long-term <laughs> contracts were like the shit over here. Yeah, like yeah. Think about it. Every single RFA extension that Brad has taken care of prior to Matthew Kachuk was all 
long-term. Gaudreau, yeah. six years. Monaghan, seven years. Hannafin, six years. Lindholm, six years. Anderson, six years. Kachuk, uh, three. Right, guys? Three. That's, yeah. good, that's probably not going <laughs> to blow up in our faces in 2022, right? <laughs> um, and then, like, just Manjapani. Oh, no, you've improved enough, so here's a one-year deal. Oh, you still kind of didn't improve enough, but here you go. Here's two years. Oh, shit, they all coincide in 2022. Oh, my God. Oh, goodness me. (laughs) Like, oh, man. Just, I I don't know. It's just, it's kind of concerning when, as fans, we can look at Cat Friendly and be like, this looks concerning. But then management's like, oh, it's okay. We got it done. We got it done. Yay, go us. We don't have to worry about this for another two years now. It's like, um... About that. (laughs) It's going to come a lot faster than you think. Yeah. Literally next summer. Lindholm, Shillington, Hannafin, like we said earlier. Tanev. All taken care of next summer. That's where I'm at. Or else, what's the point? I love how, like, videos like this are usually very vibey, like, positive. On the positive end, like, oh, yeah, we're getting guys back who we like and appreciate their skill and, you know, pretty important to the team and whatnot. But then you look at the overarching and you're like, I've seen this story before and I just did not like the ending. Like that TikTok sound? Yeah. yeah I love TikTok. Yeah. It's great. Let's hope that Brad has a, a master plan up his sleeve. Just keep your keep our heads high, I guess. You know what my master plan would be? You know that Nazem Kadri is probably signing in New York. That's yeah. most likely a done deal already. Yeah. Can you imagine if, like, you know, back at the Hoobie press conference, Tree was talking about how he's not done, that he's working on another move. Yeah. Right? And I just wonder if, like, at that time, they went, okay, they have that insider info that Kadri's going to New York, right? Like, just from days in advance. Obviously, this is for fun, so don't tag yeah. me in the comments. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they know that, and Lou goes – oh, I like Nazem Kadri more than Matt Barzell because I'm not going to be able to commit to Barzell, you know, next summer when he's got a qualifying offer of 10 plus. I can't do that. <laughs> and Brad comes in like, oh, you're signing Kadri. Okay, well, I'll give you Valamaki Dubé plus for Matthew Barzell. And Lou's sitting there just like, I'm thinking I'll just wait till NFL kickoff to, to announce both of these moves. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna manifest. Obviously, it's not realistic, but I'm gonna go do that in GM mode. So thank yeah. you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, 